Lakuta Sikha is Khalik Tezvav, Parshalakha Gimel, a summary of the Sikha. We know that in regards to Parsha Lechlecha, the Friedrich Rebbe related in the name of his father, that Parsha Bereshis is a truly, is a happy week. Not truly, but a happy week. Because the Abisha created a world and everything in it. The end of the Sedra, however, is not such a pleasant Sedra. It talks already about the corruption that started happening in the world. The second Parsha Noyach is the Mabel, which is a sad week, depressing week. But it has a good ending, a happy ending, where Avram Avinu was born. But the truly happy week is the Parsha Lech Lecha, but then we are, the whole week is spent studying, living with Avram Avinu. In other words, that the truly happy week is only Parsha Lech Lecha, even though there's a happy elements in Parsha Bereshis, there's happy elements at the end of Parsha Nayak, but they're not the truly happy event. Only Lech Lecha is the truly happy week. So if that's the case, so then why didn't the division of the Sedras happen that the end of the end of Parsha Bereshis should be left for the beginning of Parsha Noyach, end Bereshis on a happy note, and the sad stuff should be in the sad Parsha, which is Noyach. And then at the end of Parsha Noyach, end Parsha Noyach, at the end of the sad stuff, the happy stuff of Avraham Avinu being born should be, trans, should be left to be, for the beginning of Parsha Lech Lecha, a truly happy week. Why divide it that there is happy and unhappy, unhappy and happy, and only Lech Lecha is truly happy? So to understand this, we have to first understand that Avram Avinu, we know, uh, what was so unique about him, he was at the beginning of the second, the third millennium, which is the period in creation, which is called Shnei Alofim Teira, two millennium of Teira. Taita was given actually 448 years into the third millennium, but Avram Avinu was born at the beginning of it, and he began the preparation for Matan Taita. The purpose of Matan Taita is to bring together El Yainim Vitachtainim, as is well known in Chsidis. So, therefore, the point of Lech Lecha, the point of Avram Avinu doing his Abayda, is to merge the El Yainim or actually the preparation to the period of merging Elyeinu V'tachtenim, and it starts somewhat through Avram. Which is the reason why Lech Lecha is, one of the reasons why Lech Lecha is the third parasha, because the Torah is the third, a Torah made up of three, as it says in the Gemara, Torah and Nevi'im Iksuvim, and therefore Lech Lecha is the third parasha, similar to that, and which means the first parasha, which is Bereshis, that is dealing exclusively with Elyeinim, with what happened, comes from above. The second parasha is Tachtainim, the way things happen, the, ref, the refinement of the world below, as we know that the Mabel was in order to refine the world itself. And then Pasha Lech Lecha is the idea of bringing together the upper and the lower, which will be explained throughout the Sikha. So we have to understand what the connection between Lech Lecha and Matan the preparation for Matan is. In order to understand that, we look at a Medrash which says, which connects the idea of Vayem HaShem Avram Lech Lecha with, the, the, the Medrash makes a connection between that and the way Avram Avinu prayed on behalf of the sinners of Anshestaim as distinct from the way Noyach did what he did on behalf of the people of Mabel. That, that Noyach did not pray on behalf of the people of Mabel and, and uh, Avram did pray on behalf of the people of Stein. But we have to understand about it because Avram Avinu didn't ask, pray for the people of Stein. What he was praying was 
that maybe there are 10 righteous people amongst them, 50 and so on, down to 10, and therefore because of the righteous people they should be saved. Not that he was praying that the sinners, they somehow deserve to be saved. As we find, for instance, that the Zayra says, because he didn't do like Moshe Rabbeinu did, which was praying for the sinners of the Egel, not because there are other good people. The sinners of the Egel should be saved, that's why the desire says that Avraham Avinu didn't do as much as he could. So then, what is, the, what is the Medrash saying? That there's something so unique and outstanding about Avraham Avinu's praying on behalf of the Anshay that it belongs in Lech Lecha, it's connected to this transcendent level of Avraham Avinu. What does that have to do with Chanafa uh, Matan if he wasn't praying on behalf of the, to the sinners, but rather only B'schus HaTzadikin? And the answer is because Avram Avinu's period was only a period of preparation for Matan Torah. It wasn't yet that the emerging, a total merging of the upper and the lower. Therefore, he could only pray on behalf of the sinners in merit of the tzaddikim. But then later, after Matan Torah, when there was a true merging of the, of the upper and the lower, so then Moshe Rabbeinu was able to pray even on behalf of the sinners themselves. Because then there was already emerging of the lower and the lowest elements of the lower that even the sinners of the eagles should also be spared so in other words there are three periods the period of Noyach where he couldn't pray on behalf of the sinners at all he didn't pray for the people of the Mabel there was yet no connection between the upper and the lower the period of Avram Avinu where he could already begin to pray for the sinners but only in merit of the upper and then of the tzaddikim and then the time of Moshe Rabbeinu when there was a true merging and therefore he could pray on behalf of the sinners themselves so to understand the three, diff- the three periods and how they relate to the, what Avram uh, what uh, Noyach and Avram and Moshe Rabbeinu were able to do a mushal is in order it's the mushal of a teacher that is trying to teach a student so there are three ways in which a teacher can accomplish this one way is that the teacher needs to explain a concept to the student and he does everything in his power to transmit that idea to the student and to explain it to him well and to make sure that he understands it and so on. Then there is a teacher that he doesn't focus on transmitting an idea to the student but rather tries to teach him how to come up with ideas, how to understand an idea when he sees one how to develop an idea. He wants to train the student to be able to think on his own. Each one of these approaches has a certain quality. The, the quality of the second one is obvious, that when you teach a student to think on his own, he will be able to do that forever. He'll be able to do it on his own. What's the quality of the other side? That is, when you teach a student an idea, so then the teacher has a much higher element and understanding of a much a clearer idea, a much better way to be able to understand something and to transmit it to a student. Whereas the student, if you teach him how to think on his own, he will be able to do that, but only on the level that a, a junior student is able to do that. So the ideas which will be generated are on a much lower level. So the student won't understand such rich ideas as if the teacher had taught it to him. But a third level is what brings the two together. You take a student and you teach him how to think to such a great degree that eventually he becomes the teacher. He is able to understand that on the level of the teacher. That's obviously the ultimate 
of a teacher and a student. And this also reflects the three periods that we talked about. In the first period, from um, Adam until Noyach, the everything that happened was top-down. It was Hashem creating, it was Hashem, even the tzaddikim that existed in those days, like Chanoich, who was a tzaddik, but Hashem took him away early. Why did He take him away early? Because he lived in a corrupt society, and, uh, and he wasn't yet strong enough to be able to maintain his... Uh, level of, of being a righteous person and Hashem felt that if he was left there too long he would lose it as well he would become like the rest of the people so he took him away early before that happened and the reason is because he hadn't accomplished anything Hashem bathed him in light so he was afraid that as long as he's in the light of Hashem he'll continue to be a tzaddik but if he gets dragged down to the level of the people so then he'll lose his connection to that and he has nothing of his own and therefore he didn't have what it takes. It all came from above. Similar to the teacher teaching the student everything. And the, teacher, the student himself doesn't know how to think on his own. Then came Noyach over there. He was already a tzaddik tomim, a full tzaddik. And he even had influence on people outside of himself, which wouldn't be possible if it was all coming from outside of himself. <clears throat> Only when you have your own... Um, accomplishments are you able to spread them to the people around you and that's what Noyach did he would, he would tell his people to tell the people to do tshuva he was trying to work on the people as well because he had already accomplished things on his own it wasn't just coming from above but at the same time his level of connection to Hashem was very very weak it, as the, uh, the Medrash says miktane amonahaya he was small in the matter of Amunah. What that means is, his, where did he get his belief in Hashem? Where did he get his connection to Hashem? Because he looked around him, he, he worked within the world, and that's what convinced him that there was a, a God out there. But how do you get to something outside, beyond that, from Seichel? You can't get to anything beyond Seichel, through Seichel. And therefore, when it came to Amunah, he was considered to be of a novice, in matters of Amuna, because it all came from Tachtainim, from his understanding of the world, from living in the world. Similar to what we say, that when a student is taught to think on his own, but in the end, it's only very limited, based on the student's ability, and that's what happened to Noyach. By Avram Avinu, there was already a merging of the two. It started with his curiosity about the world around him. But then it ended up, even when Hashem challenged him with all kinds of nisyanis, which were mind-boggling, and he couldn't rationalize how that could happen, how the two could come together, he was still completely, de- totally dedicated. In other words, he connected to something beyond the Tachtainim. It started with Tachtainim, but he brought together the Elyanim. Tachtainim was able to relate to Hashem on a very high level, on the level of Elyanim, to get as well, bringing the two together similar to the teacher that brings a student up to his own level even in the way of thinking in his way of thinking but even in this third way of teaching a student where you bring him up to the level of the teacher if you think about it only special students which are of a higher element to begin with are sort of allowed into this relationship could possibly get into this relationship a a simple student that hasn't, doesn't have the ability to reach the level of the teacher doesn't, isn't part of it to begin with. 
even when you teach your ex- exemplary student, the teacher only relates to the upper elements of the student's thinking. He wants no connection to it's a child in the end anyway, or a junior, novice student, and he has uh, simple things that he thinks about too. The teacher wants nothing to do with that. In other words, that there is no real connection between the teacher and the lower elements of his student, and certainly not of the students which don't rate to become his student. And therefore, the same also was true by Avram Avinu, the, even the, there was a connection between Alyanim and Tachtainim, but it was only to the higher elements of the Tachtainim. That's why Avram Avinu was only able to pray because of the Tzadikim. But he couldn't relate it down all the way down to the sinners themselves. Whereas by Matan Torah, when there was already a complete merging of the Alyanim and Tachtainim, that means that even the lowest elements of Tachtainim also deserve and are included into Alyanim, can be elevated to Alyanim. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu was able to pray on behalf of the sinners themselves. There's nothing that cannot be elevated to the element of Alyanim. The Rebbe also relates these four levels to our own personal avoda in this world. There are people that only are only interested in the neshama, in the alyanim. He wants to work, he wants to be close to Hashem, he wants soulful things to be important to him, but he wants nothing to do with his body, he wants nothing to do with the world around him. He lives in an ivory tower, so to speak. And even though he has to work with his body in order to learn Torah and to do mitzvahs, but it's only using his body in order to get to the soul's um, desires. In other words, he lives for the El Yainim. Then there is somebody that is willing to work with the Tachtainim, with his body, even with other people around him, but he's only willing to do it as much as he's required to do it. The Torah says, So he's willing to do that, he'll do that as much as he's required to do. In other words, it's all focused on, it's about the Tachtainim, but not about him in the Tachtainim. There is a tachna that needs his attention, so he does it. That's similar to what Noyach did. He, rebu- he told his people and he rebuked his people and every single day, but when he saw that it didn't help, okay, I've done what I needed to do and uh, they don't want to listen. I don't have to pray on their behalf. I did what I had to do. It's not about them. It's about me exercising my requirement. Then there is a third level. Somebody who is interested, and he has obviously slowly loves another Jew, and he wants to do it on their behalf, but he's only interested in doing it to... In other words, his whole approach is to do it to elevate that person. If he can bring somebody to a higher level, if he can bring somebody to become an observant Yid, to become a Shemitah or a Mitzvah, then he wants to invest everything into that person for the purpose of merging the upper and the lower, but in an oifen of not the perfection of it. Which is what, what Avram Avinu did. He was totally dedicated to the people of his generation, even the Messias Nefesh. And he brought them up, and he elevated them. And he even uh, put himself in danger to pray on behalf of the people of Stein. But it's all about the tzaddikim. It's all about making them... Could we? Could the tzaddikim get them to do tshuva? Could we bring them to a level of a tzaddik? But do uh, do we have any interest in doing something for them as they are the sinners of stoyim? There is no interest in that. Then there is a fourth level. 
The fourth level is that you love another Jew not for any purpose of getting him anywhere, just because you love him just like you love yourself. There doesn't need to be a reason why you love him. And you do everything in your power to help that person, even if it won't make him a better person, a better Jew. You're, not, you're never going to get him to become a Shemus Shabbos. You're never going to get him to be elevated, perhaps, you don't know that, but even if, the, even if the, you'll never get him to there, I can do one thing good for him. I can do him one favor in the place where he is as the lowest elements in you know lower elements and the lowest element and I'm still willing to do everything and to be my sanefesh because he's no different than me he is me that's the kind of merging that happened at Matan and that's why Moshe Rabbeinu prayed on behalf of the sinners of the Egel not through the tzaddikim but because for their own sake for them themselves as sinners of the Egel and the only way that you can truly accomplish anything, the merging of upper and lower, meaning to say that the only way that anybody can listen to somebody that talks to them is when it's all about them. And that's why the only started after Lech Lecha, when Hashem told Avram Avinu, you have to leave your own way of thinking. It, has to, it can't be about you at all. Even though Avram Avinu's earlier thinking was also completely holy only Kedusha but it was about his approach to Kedusha and Hashem said you have to leave that behind and only then can there be a beginning to, matan te- to the Hachana to Matan Teira where it becomes about the Tachtainim lifting them up to the level of Elyonim and that's why the truly happy week is only the one of Lech Lecha because everything bef- what is Simcha is Peiritz Geder to break down barriers and even though there are many, uh, creation itself broke down barriers between nothing and something. It did break, break down barriers. But the barriers that were broken were all from the perspective from above. It hadn't yet reached that the world itself recognized the barriers that are broken. And even when we're talking already about the end of Parshanayach, where it talks about the birth of Avram, but since even there the barriers truly hadn't been broken because he hadn't yet left completely behind his own way of thinking and therefore it wasn't yet considered a where there will be a true breaking down of the barriers where the upper and the lower will be completely merged into one that only happened even the the preparation for that only happened at the beginning of Lech Lecha that's why this is the truly happy Sedra about which one could say that it's Peiritz Geder all barriers are broken